0: Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Don Marsh. Although people have been celebrating for days and even weeks in some cases, today officially marks Mardi Gras. It's Fat Tuesday. While St. Louisans have gotten pretty good at observing Mardi Gras, or Carnival as some call it, New Orleans has the U.S. Mardi Gras franchise, and it's celebrated with some significant gusto in many parts of the world. But few celebrants know what it's really all about. It's more than about beads and booze. We're taking a closer look. Joining me in studio are Mac Bradley, president of the St. Louis Mardi Gras Foundation, and Moacir Marquini is a native Brazilian and a musician whose band Samba Bomb, I hope I pronounced that correctly, That's right. gives a Brazilian sound to various Mardi Gras events. Great to see you guys. Thanks for coming in.
1: Thanks for having us. Thanks for inviting
0: us. Well, let's talk about what's happening today right here in St. Louis. Where, where are we in this process? <laughs>
1: Well, as you said, today is uh, uh, actually Fat Tuesday, which is Mardi, uh, which is what Mardi Gras means. Mm-hmm. Uh, our our big event was on uh, Saturday. I know there are a lot of uh, a lot of events uh, around St. Louis today, including on the Central West End. But uh, we do a, a schedule of about a dozen events between Twelfth Night, which is January sixth, and whenever the Saturday before Fat Tuesday is, which is about eight weeks this year.
0: We're pretty good at this uh, celebration, but
1: but I don't think we're uh, second only to New Orleans, as some people say, or are we? So we get that question a lot, uh, and uh, our official position is it doesn't really matter to us. Uh, Whether we're number two or three or four uh, doesn't doesn't really matter so much as uh, whether or not uh, people have had fun, and uh, we've had successful and safe events. So whether we're two or three or five doesn't really
0: matter. not doesn't, doesn't make any
1: difference. here,
0: what do you think of uh, the way St. Louis celebrates morning, bro?
2: Well, it's very different than we do celebrate in Brazil. In Brazil, we have like, four and a four-and-a-half-day holiday. So we start celebrating on uh, Friday night, and we just end uh, Wednesday at noon after uh, Ash, uh, Mass, uh, Ash Wednesday. Ash Wednesday, mm-hmm. Wednesday yeah. Yeah. Well, how do you celebrate? I I make money actually. <laughs> I play a lot of gigs, you know, yeah. like I'm a full time musician and I do I lead another band in Chicago called Chicago Samba, so I go back and forth the two cities. And uh, I, I used to go to Brazil a lot before like, um, I've been living over here for 34 years. I used to go to Brazil a lot and, and, and I parade on those big summer schools in Rio, in Sao Paulo, I uh, went to different sites of Brazil, like different parts of Brazil, only to celebrate Mardi Gras or Carnaval. We call it Carnaval.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, how in Brazil do they celebrate that it is different perhaps from uh, the way we observe it here?
2: Oh, it's different from anywhere in the world because it's <laughs> a big, big celebration <laughs> there. And we take that serious, like celebrating <laughs> Carnival. Uh, they say, like, uh, Carnival in Brazil is just, like, 4th uh, of July and the Super Bowl combined. It's a huge part. probably the biggest part in the earth. Uh, as you see those parades in Rio, I was watching yesterday uh, on the television. It was beautiful to see there, like, and, and I love seeing that. It's a big uh big part of the culture where we mix all the elements from the Indians, from the, uh, the contribution from the Africans and from the Europeans, and we blend everything together through a parade, that's a way to put that for me.
0: You know, I, I lived in Germany for a number of years, and I think the Germans would say they celebrate it better than anybody there, they call it Fasching there, yeah. and it's, it's, a, it's a big party, it's the same thing. Do we take back, <clears throat> do we take elements, have we taken elements from places other than New Orleans for our celebration?
1: I, you know, I think all of, a lot of these celebrations are linked uh, culturally and in a lot of different ways. I mean, the, the term Mardi Gras goes back to the Middle Ages. They celebrated it in uh, France, uh, particularly in Paris, and where they had all sorts of, I guess what we would call today, parades and things like that. Um, the, uh, the Romans had something they called the Wolf Festival, uh, which sort of fits in the same part of the calendar, uh, that later became uh, Mardi Gras or Carnival. Um, when the French uh, the French explorer uh, Iberville uh, uh, probably had what is the first Mardi Gras celebration in the in the Western Hemisphere, he set up a little encampment in 1699 on the east uh, bank of the Mississippi near where New Orleans is today mm-hmm. and made note of the fact that Mardi Gras was going on in Paris at the time, so he called it Point du Mardi Gras. I guess they had a little celebration that night. Mm-hmm. I doubt he had enough people for a parade. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we take the, uh, the parade element of it uh, here. Certainly comes from the tradition mm-hmm. in, uh, in uh, Rio and New Orleans.
0: I'm not sure that everybody realizes that there is a very strong religious connection to this. I mean, obviously, tomorrow is Ash Wednesday, and right. that's part of it.
1: Right, and it, it fits in between. So January 6th or Epiphany or King's Day, uh, same all the same uh, different terms for the same day, January 6th, the day the uh, Magi got to Bethlehem uh, in the Bible. And that fits into the Christian calendar in between the Christmas season and Lent. Hmm.
0: Moesir, how much is it in, in Brazil, going back now to your... 34 years ago when you were there and beyond um, how much of does religion play a part in the Brazilian observance
2: oh it's very it's very important Brazil is a very Catholic country mm-hmm. and uh, at some time in the past like uh, a couple of years ago maybe a couple of decades mm-hmm. ago the parties would extend the land so and go like a month like in in may in March April sometimes so that the, the Catholics like uh, the the priests and the, the bishops, like, so like this, this has to change. So, like uh, they, so they have to make an agreement with the groups, with the cities, with, uh, with whoever was doing the parts, and stop them. So, listen, carnival has to stop on Ash Wednesday, you No know? So, like, let's do like this. There is another French uh, celebration called Ma, uh, Micareta. M- familiar with Micareta or Micaré? it's like a, it's it's a carnival like in june or july so like they start doing a small carnival would we'll, we'll, there were no parades over there but there was just the clubs and the thing that's called trio electrical which is i don't know if you're familiar do those three eléctricos, there are like uh, 16. 16 wheel truck that speakers all over the the, <laughs> the truck and it's on top of the stage so a band goes in, on top of that with lights and everything it's the whole stage so they move very slow and everybody go dancing after or behind mm-hmm. that that uh through electrical so they make some deals with that so they start having micaretas in June and July so they could continue celebrating the carnaval
0: well you know here's what i'm hearing with what you're saying is that uh, Mardi Gras, if you will, is a time when you blow off steam before Lent, when you're giving up a lot of the things that you wouldn't normally have. You're not going to drink and party quite so much. But you guys in Brazil go right back at it when uh, after Easter, right? <laughs> yes, pretty much that. That's
2: pretty much what it is.
0: You know, I want to play. You've written uh, some music that we yes. have here, and I'd like uh, to you to explain what this is all about because this very much has a Brazilian Mardi Gras or carnival sound uh, to me. Tell us about uh, Batucada Chicago. I don't know how Chicago got in there, but how did uh, this particular oh. number uh, come to be?
2: Because I did this, this CD with another musician from Chicago, and uh, we were rehearsing a lot with uh, my group in Chicago, Chicago Sun. his name is Marcos Oliveira, and uh, he and we composed this. He played together with me. I composed like the music, and he played together. This is the this is the percussion session that goes into the uh, those carnival parades in Brazil. And in Brazil, like, we don't, we, we don't even mention, like, fat shoes. Fat shoes pretty much doesn't exist in Brazil. It, we, we say carnival. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing, is carnival. So anyway, so Marcos and, and, and I play this, this CD, one or two guys play this CD, uh, play this, this track. It's called Batucada Chicago. So this very, like, African root there, like the contribution from the Africans into, into the our music in Brazil. That's all percussion, strictly percussion. And
0: uh, we'll play it in just one second. But it, soo- it sounds to me like the music I hear in the, in the videos that I've seen of Carnival in Brazil. That this is the kind of a, the sound of this particular uh, celebration. Is that correct? Yes. Okay, that's, well, that's let's give a listen. Sure. of Chicago. Yes. Composed by our guest here, Moasir Markini. Um, that sounds like it's a pretty good party party uh, number,
1: doesn't it, to yeah. you, Matt? I want to go have a parade just listening to that. Yeah. What about our parade? How did that uh, work out this year? We're, we were very happy uh, uh, this year. It was, uh, by our standards, it was a uh, positively tropical 45 degrees on uh, on parade day I was listening to what you said about uh, you know doing this in July and and uh, planning and producing a number of outdoor events in St. Louis in February or early March is always a challenge July sounds pretty hmm. sweet to me how did our celebration evolve so um, <clears throat> that's another question we get a lot and most people think that it has something to do with st. Louis's French heritage or something like that but that doesn't have anything to do with it. Um, in the in the bleak winter of 1980, uh, there were five uh, friends who were bored and it was a terrible winter and they decided they want to have a party and um, uh, as they were planning it they were, you know, somebody said, well, we, we probably ought to have a theme for this. And and uh, they said, well, I think Mardi Gras is coming up. Let's make it a Mardi Gras party. And uh, one of them uh, was a gentleman named Hillary Clements, who uh, for later on for many years had a uh, bar and a restaurant in Soulard called Hillary's on uh, Russell Boulevard. Mm-hmm. And that bi- it wasn't a bar yet. He had just bought the building, but that building was where the first uh, – Mardi Gras party was in St. Louis, and at the end of the night they all decided to march up the street to uh, McGurk's, where the legend has it they got thrown out for being too loud. So that was the first Mardi Gras parade, was, was two and a half blocks from what was Hillary's uh, up to McGurk's. One of those gentlemen, so that was 1980, one of those gentlemen is named Bob Brinkman, and Bob is 84 years old and is still with us, and uh, we asked him to be the Grand Marshal of our parade this year because this is our 40th anniversary year and he was gracious enough to to do it bob is is uh quite a character
0: well you you had uh, some female representation this year too didn't you
1: absolutely so <laughs> for the last several years uh we we've, we've had a rex you know in, in new orleans of course they have king. a rex a king of mardi gras and uh so this year um, missy kelly who's the uh, CEO of Downtown uh, STL uh, was gracious enough to agree to be our first uh, Regina of Mardi Gras this year.
0: And it was. More orderly than it has been sometimes in the past this year, which is maybe the weather had something to do with that.
1: You know, I don't know that the weather. It's it's funny. We had a lot of people on uh, Saturday. Everybody asks us for crowd estimates. We're not a turnstile event, and we don't sell tickets. So I always say our official crowd estimate is a lot. We're going to have a lot of people, but you can eyeball the crowd. And, and get a good sense of this year versus others. And uh, we had a pretty big crowd on Saturday, but very few problems. And there are a number of reasons for that. Um, obviously, we have a great uh, relationship with the city and the, and the St. Louis police. Um, but I also think uh, many years of, uh, you know, this is the way we, we do it, and here are the things you're supposed to do and not do. In And one of our big messages is you ought to treat the neighborhood like it is your own. Uh, It's a neighborhood. People live here all the time. Treat it that way. And I think that message sinks in over time.
0: And and you've learned over the years, uh, going back, uh, you you learn something every year that you can perhaps implement the following year,
1: correct? Oh, no no question. Uh, You always try to make it a little bit better, learn Mm. a little bit more. Uh, a little bit better way to do this or that. And there's something that happens every year that you can learn from.
0: Sure, I want to go back to your days in, in Brazil. Are, are the crowds during a carnival, Are they generally? do they generally behave themselves? Do they, uh, people get into trouble?
2: They get into trouble. There's a lot of protests too. Like, uh, you know, people don't use the urinals, uh, those, those box. They always pee in the streets and stuff like this. So there's a lot of complaints about that. But overall, like, everybody's there to celebrate, to have a good time and whatever, because there's m- many ways of celebrating Carnival in Brazil, different ways, like a street, ballroom. Even if you go to, to the ocean, relax, there are going to be ways to celebrate Carnival as well. What about costumes? Costumes is very free. Like, I don't even know how to put that, but like if you, when you see, like, those big parades, um, like every samba school there are 14 like main uh samba schools in rio and 14 in sao paulo as well and every one of them has a different theme and uh, all those teams have like 42, 45 different sessions, and they have different costumes for those. Uh, those for the parades. Now, if you're going to go out and celebrate yourself, that's very free. It's very hot now. It's our summertime. It's summertime, yeah. And you know, people like mm-hmm. wear like the minimum clothes as possible. <coughs> that's, you know, just tennis <laughs> shoes and uh, whatever. Do you have a, a, a king, a, a carnival well, king? We, we do have a king uh, uh, called Rei hey Momo. Hey, Momo! It's like the king uh, Momo. Uh, there's always a chubby, chubby guy, uh, chubby. very, very, very <laughs> happy, and uh, he represents like happiness of carnival. That's probably tied with Fat Tuesday, yeah. being like a really happy and like chubby person. What? Why is it called Fat Tuesday? <laughs> uh,
1: well, I think because it's at, it's at the end of this uh, you know season where you're supposed to eat and drink as much as you want, right? Mm-hmm. And then um, and then you all got to everybody's got to stop it. <laughs> the next day, so
0: it's also called Shrove Tuesday. Yes, what, and what what is the derivation of that? I,
1: I don't know that one.
0: No. Yeah, yeah. Costumes this year. Um, how would you characterize them in St. Louis?
1: Uh, we well, so we had a great parade this year. The, we have a theme for the parade every year. Uh, this year, of course, was our 40th anniversary. Um, and t- in New Orleans, they have you know these crews come together to produce a parade. The, the whole parade uh, here in St. Louis, the uh, uh, the Mardi Gras organization produces the parade. The crews produce the individual entries, the floats themselves in the parade, which in and of itself is a huge undertaking. Mm-hmm. You know, they can spend $10,000 and many, sure. many months designing and building a float. Um, so the parade theme this year being, you know, 40 years officially it was 40 years of. Uh, Magic, music, and memories. That was our theme. Uh, so there's a lot of creativity that the crews get into. They were well festooned on uh, Saturday, mm-hmm. both the floats uh, and the people. They really uh, brought out their A game this weekend.
0: Tell us a little bit about the foundation and, and, and how it works. I mean, when, I, I'm guessing you're probably already thinking about next year.
1: Uh, absolutely yeah Um, well the so the Mardi Gras foundation was created in in 2002 Um, and one of the main reasons for that was Soulard has well as of now has hosted this party for 40 years Mm -hmm. and we wanted to find a way to give something back something tangible back to the community uh, every year so we created the foundation and then the mayor's ball which is a black tie gala that happens the evening before Grand Parade, so it was this last Friday night, uh, that the first Mayor Slay and now Mayor Krusen was gracious enough to host for us mm-hmm. at City Hall. The proceeds from the Mayor's Ball go to a um, Soulard uh, Community Grants program uh, every year. Mm-hmm. We also uh, take part of that and do beautification around City Hall itself, but the bulk of the uh, funds raised at the ball goes to, um, goes to Soulard. And we have a sister organization called Mardi Gras Inc. The the two organizations will begin uh, planning pretty much right away. Mm-hmm. It's like you said before. First, you have to learn from what we just experienced, right? Anybody who does events or anything, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta you gotta um, do a download on it before it's uh, while it's all fresh in your mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as soon as that's over, yeah, we'll begin planning right away for forty one.
0: How are the residents uh, in Soulard taking all of this? Have they gotten used to this
1: uh, now after forty years? Uh, I think so. I mean, you know, there are always going to be some folks love it and some folks don't, mm. right? Um, but I think overall, uh, we have done over, particularly over the last twenty years that the Mardi Gras Inc. and Foundation organizations have existed. Um, We've done a, uh, a pretty good job of building out a whole schedule of events. It's not all just the big parade on Saturday. There's a dozen different events. Some of them are family-oriented and whatnot. And from an operational perspective, figuring out what does the neighborhood uh, care mm-hmm. about and how can we address those issues in a systematic way so everybody has fun, but it's safe uh, and, it, and it's good for the city.
0: Only a few seconds left. Noah, sir, you, you're performing today, I understand. Is that good? Yes.
2: Where at, where? at Barcelona in Clayton, Barcelona Tapas. Uh, we always doing some performance over there, like related to football or to re- related to soccer. And uh, you know, it's our home kind of over here. Like there's a, a few clubs that we always performing, like in the open the doors for Brazilian culture. And we always have a good time. We start the eight p.m., and we play all the way to 11, and we're going to be playing Brazilian Mardi Gras music. All right, something to look forward to, something akin to what we heard a little bit earlier on the program. Yes, we're going to do that. Well,
0: have a great performance tonight, and thank you for being with us and telling us about uh, Carnival in Brazil. Thanks for inviting me. And, uh, Mac, uh, thank you also for being with us. I know it's been a busy time for you, but we appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That's Mac Bradley with the St. Louis Mardi Gras Foundation. He's president of it, and uh, Moacir Marchini is a Brazilian-born musician who is sharing his memories. Thank you all so much for being with us. Have a great Mardi Gras. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU.